I'm Gloria Moraga. This is the Political Woman Podcast. Ex-president, twice impeached, Donald Trump is under investigation for various alleged crimes. There are criminal investigations and civil cases pending. I'm Gloria Moraga. This is Political Woman. Please share, please subscribe. I'm here to try to shed some light on what's going on in the political world these days. This episode, the trials of Donald J. Trump. Is there stormy weather ahead? Now, I count about 23 lawsuits and or criminal investigations against Trump. About half of these are from the time he served as president of the United States. And when you look at the lawsuits, which I have been doing today, woof, we can put Trump's legal problems into four categories. Greed, money, power, sex. And yes, these categories overlap. For brevity's sake, let's just quickly combine greed and money because we want to get on to what is the most serious case right now because it looks like it's coming to some sort of clash, the sex case. But let's go greed and money first. Now, according to Forbes, there are 14 pending cases relating to Trump's business dealings. Okay, just to name one, and this is the the biggest one, there is a case of alleged real estate fraud involving his company himself and his his children. And this is from um, Forbes. Prosecutors in New York allege in a 200-page lawsuit filed in September that Trump, quote, engaged in a decade-long pattern of widely misrepresenting the worth of his properties in financial documents, sent those documents to banks, insurers, and tax authorities. There's the key, tax authorities. So, in this particular case, Trump is being investigated for alleged tax fraud. And we know what that means. And I will link to this uh, Forbes article. But, but there, there are more, many more cases. Um, I found a site called justsecurity.org. And it is great. It is a site. There is a litigation tracker on that site. And it tracks all the cases pending against Donald Trump. So you can just click on links on that site. And you'll get all the background and information on the, the status of these cases. So we're still on um, money and greed. And so we're going to just mention briefly the case of Mary Trump versus the Trump Corporation family. Do you listen to Mary Trump? Mary Trump has a, a podcast. And um, every every now, I think maybe once a week, she has on the uh, her Nerd Avengers. And it's great. It is great. And um, she's my hero. 
she's um she apparently um was a was younger she was underage when her father died so she is the niece of donald trump and uh the trump folks wound up allegedly according to documents filed by mary trump he cheated her out of a lot of her inheritance that she should have gotten from her dad her um that would be uh Donald's brother. So that's uh, just two mentions of greed and money. Power. I count seven lawsuits related to Trump's involvement in the January 6th insurrection. Of course, this was his desire to cling to power. And of course, there is the district attorney in Fulton County, Georgia. That investigation is into election interference. That's a big one. It is with the grand jury right now. Remember that? We just need 11,000 more votes. If you don't remember, go to my website. There's a story there on uh, on this and all the hearings that were held by the, uh, by the January 6th committee. There are a slew of other January 6th lawsuits. The NAACP, the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, their legal defense fund is suing, alleging a violation of the Voting Rights Act. Capitol Police officers are suing Trump. There are two cases of Capitol Police officers suing. D.C. police are also suing, as are some members of Congress. And, um, of course... Now, we turn to the federal special prosecutor from the Department of Justice, Jack Smith. He's heading the federal investigation relating to inciting the insurrection. And don't forget, least we forget, the stolen classified documents found at Mar-a-Lago Trump's I always want to say the name wrong because of Michael Cohen, because I listen to his podcast as well. Um, Found at uh, Trump's uh, vacation home hotel in Florida. And so now we get to sex. Now, this is why I'm doing this podcast, because I'm trying to explain what's going on with this case, because it's an older case, but it's back. I'm back. This is uh, the rape defamation for for first we're going to do this short one the rape defamation case involving writer e jean carroll you ever read e jean carroll she's great she's smart she's just a great writer well she is suing uh trump for defamation and that trial is now scheduled to begin on april 10th and just friday just yesterday depending on when you're when you're listening to this i'm i'm recording this on march 11th saturday just yesterday a judge ruled that carol can refer to the access hollywood tape during her trial carol is suing trump because he and the document i read said loudly denied her claim that he raped her in the mid 1990s and that he defamed her in that claim that he didn't rape her. Now, the Access Hollywood tape, you remember that? That was when he's sitting in the, in the trailer with the guy from Access Hollywood. 
And he says, oh, I love women and I, you know, I can have any woman and all you have to do is grab them by the P word, by the P. Yeah. So that tape apparently is going to be allowed in this E. Jean Carroll case. And then we come to Stormy Daniels. This is the porn star hush money case. According to multiple reports, the Manhattan District Attorney's Office has informed President Donald Trump's ex-president, former President Donald Trump's team of lawyers that he could face criminal charges for his role in the hush money payments to Stormy Daniels. And this case revolves around an alleged campaign finance violation. And depending on how it went down and how they prove it, or if they prove it, or if the jury rules, this could be a felony. So we're going to flashback. We're going to do a little flashing back. Flashback to 2016. Prior to Trump winning the presidential election, we learned that hundreds of thousands of dollars were spent to silence women from talking about Trump's sexual exploits. I'll just put it that way. Two of those women include Karen McDougal and Stephanie Clifford. Stephanie Clifford, also known as Stormy Daniels. Now, both of these women had alleged affairs or sexual encounters with Trump. And I've actually heard the Stormy Daniels interview And she sounds quite nice in that when she talks about meeting Trump, how attracted she was to him and how nice he was and how she liked him so much. Ew. So now we flash to October of 2016. This is just a few weeks before the presidential election. Trump was being, quote, publicly besieged by a series of sexual harassment or assault accusations from many different women. And the adult film actress Stormy Daniels was going to come forward. She was preparing to come forward with her own story about a consensual sexual encounter she had with Trump in 20, in, in, in 2006. So 10 years prior. So now we kind of flash sideways, I guess, Because early in the campaign of Trump running for president, Michael Cohen, who is called various things, but he's called Trump's fixer, Trump's lawyer who fixed things for Trump. You all know what a fixer is. You're savvy. You know, you watch any mafia movies, the fixers, the guy who comes in and fixes stuff. For the honcho, for the main guy. Now, Michael Cohen, Trump's then attorney, get this, man, this is, had worked with American Media Incorporated, the parent company of National Enquirer, to catch and kill unflattering stories about Trump, in which AMI, American Media Corp., you know, the owners of National Enquirer, would pay accusers for their exclusive rights to their story, and then not publish those stories. 
So the women are going to the National Enquirer. The Enquirer is giving them money. And the women think, okay, I'm taking this money, but my story's going to be out there. No, they would kill the stories. Catch and kill. Well, AMI executives were involved in the discussions with Payne Stormy, but they didn't, they decided they didn't want to go there. They didn't want to touch it. So Cohen had to take care of it himself. And as he was in those days, which he readily admits now, he did it. Cohen set up a shell company called Essential Consultants. Through that company, he sent $130,000 to Daniels, to Stormy's lawyers, or lawyer, on October 27th. I mean, just like a couple days before the election. Later, after Trump won the election, he paid Cohen back in installments in 2017. Now, I mean, get this. He, Trump didn't pay for it. Cohen paid for it. Cohen paid this money, this hush money, and Trump didn't even pay for it, but he paid Cohen back later. Okay. Now, this is all according to court documents, and this is according to Cohen. The problem, federal prosecutors in the Southern District of New York later allege, that this, what Cohen did, was a violation of campaign finance law. They argued that since the money was spent to help Trump win the election, it should have been disclosed as campaign spending, and it should have been subject to legal limits on donations. None of that was done. Now, the key is when Trump paid Cohen back for the hush money. When he paid back Cohen later, he classified that payback to Cohen as legal fees. Okay, he didn't even classify it as, I don't know, I don't know what. Legal fees. He's paying Cohen for his work. But no, he wasn't paying Cohen for his work. He was paying Cohen back. Cohen took it out of his pocket. Prosecutors want to argue that the amount, that amounted, that, you know, I'm paying you for this, I'm paying you for that, to illegal falsification of business records and a violation of New York State election law. And that makes this a felony. Following me? All right, we're going to do another flash. Flash to 2018. Okay, so all this was going on in 2016. Trump allegedly had the affair in 2006. Uh, they paid Stormy off. Then Stormy, Trump got paid back by, uh, Cohen got paid back by Trump. Now, none of, nobody knows any of this. I mean, there was, there, but, but, until 2018. That is when the Wall Street Journal broke the news, broke the story about the payments and all of this, Cohen and da 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 and Trump and Stormy. So this goes on and on. <laughs> I sigh because, wow, what a mess. You know, they, they put the, they clamped down on Cohen. And I listened to his podcast. I read um, one of his books. Um, I have to say, between you and me, my friends, I love listening to him because 
he's very irreverent, but he is an insider who's turned. He's like that mafioso guy that goes and testifies against the Don. And um, he's bitter and is out for payback. But his podcast is the Mia Copa podcast. He's great. Do I think I read about some of the stuff that he did. And is he a scumbag? I guess. You know, I try to like him because he did, he did do his time. And he's been screwed. Um, badly. When he got out and he, he tweeted that he was going to write a book. Uh, Trump found out, of course, everybody found out, and they rearrested him and put him back in the clinky. And it was miserable. And he talks about his time there. Um, anyway, back to back to Cohen. So Cohen pleaded guilty in August 2018. Pleaded guilty to violating uh, federal campaign finance laws and that he made those payments to Stormy and others. In those legal documents, Trump is identified as... Individual one. Okay, I'm going to read this. This is from um, one of the places. I'll put all of my links to places where I pulled a lot of the information in the background. But Cohen was sentenced to three years in prison. He served less than that because of COVID. Um, and here's what he pleaded. He pleaded guilty to tax evasion as well as lying to Congress in its investigation into Russian interference into the 2016 election and his role of funneling payments to silence two women who alleged that they had affairs with Trump. Why do people do things for other people? I don't know. Okay, so I've said it. Today is Saturday, March 11th. And according to sources, it's all over. It's all over the news. Trump is meeting this weekend with his legal team in New York to try to strategize about the Stormy Daniels case. And Michael Cohen has met with Alvin Bragg, the Manhattan District Attorney, dozens of times in the last few weeks. And it has been confirmed that Cohen will be testifying before the grand jury in New York. On Monday, day after tomorrow, Monday, March 13th, depending on when you listen to this. So why are we doing this? <laughs> because, because the New York Times broke the story last week that the district attorney, Alvin Bragg, had offered Trump a chance to testify before the grand jury. And everybody's hair was on fire. Oh, this means they're going to, they're going to get Trump. It's going to happen soon. It's going to happen soon, you know, because we're all so tired of waiting for justice because there is justice for the rich. There is justice for the poor. And I'm waiting for some justice for what's happened to our country. What happened on January 6th? But um, they say that this is close because they offered Trump a chance to testify before the grand jury, and they only do that when 
there's going to be an indictment. You know what I know, I know what I've read, and I've gone through legal documents for the past like four or five days, just looking at everything, going and reading the court filings. And um, that's where I'm getting a lot of this from, but I'm getting it from some articles as well, from uh, great articles on The Guardian, great articles in Forbes about financial, uh, always great articles on uh, National Public Radio uh, website and more. So a Vox, I got a, there was a great article on Vox about all of this. I'll put all of those links on my website, if not right away soon. I'm Gloria Moraga. I'm a political woman. I vote. I hope this has helped you. I hope this is clarified. I mean, it's confusing. You know, how are they going to get him for, you know, campaign finance reform? I mean, can't he just say, I didn't do it? And he has said, he has publicly said, they're out to get me. It's a witch hunt. I'm not, I'm not guilty of anything. I'm innocent. They're not, you know, they're coming to get you too, not just me. And yes, there's worries that there will be violence and that there will be horrible things happening if he's indicted on 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 some charges. Um, so it's more important than ever to be informed, to know what's going on, to know what you're talking about. And that's what I'm here. I'm here to read these documents and make sense of them for you. And hopefully it helps. That way you don't have to, but don't just believe one person. You know what I'm talking about. Initials are TC. <laughs> don't just believe Tucker Carlson. You have to read and read multiple sources. I'm Gloria Moraga. I'm a political woman. I vote. That is the Stormy Daniels case and other trials and tribulations of Donald J. Trump. And um, I'll be watching. I hope you will too. Be safe.